Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast here. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And we are right in the middle of a very exciting time of year. Got the NFL draft going on. We had a spring game bonanza weekend uh, last weekend where something like 60% or 60 teams had their spring game last weekend. We've been talking about that all week. And the Debbie Guide is going to be released very, very soon. March, May 1st, it's going to be released. Uh, Check your inbox for the NIL members. You will get that. Uh, you get an email in your inbox for the scholarship yearly, grandfather yearly uh, tier members. Also check your inbox. You'll have an email with some details about that. But it's available for pre-order right now. So go over there, pre-order it, $20, and you'll get it on March 1st as, or May 1st as well. Why do I keep saying March? I don't know, man. I don't know. Get it together, though. I'm trying, to push, trying to push it back so that way the wedding isn't in 30 days. That's what it is. And it's fine because Becca You're already will already getting never, cold feet. Becca will never hear this. No, I'm not getting cold feet. You just got, you just uh, got a lot of a lot of stuff we're doing right now. Well, shouldn't have saved it all till the last minute, then, Colin. I don't know what to tell you. Well, the problem is you kind of have to because like all these like 30 day check in calls. Like we had one with the caterer and then with the DJ and then the venue and the florist and all these other people. It's a lot. I don't know what to tell you. Elope. That's what you should have told me. I had a very lovely time at my wedding, and I'm sure I'll have a very lovely time at yours, too. Well, I will have a very lovely time at my wedding, but I did not have a very lovely time at yours. You bring that up every time we talk about this on this show, and I'm not going to apologize. You should. I didn't even. I barely knew you. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. Sorry. Next time. Well, before I get my feelings hurt anymore, we'll just move on. Uh, today, we have some draft news, a couple little news nuggets. And then next weekend, is, next Thursday, is the NFL draft. So we have some predictions for what we think are going to happen. But we'll jump right into the news here first. Got to start off with Jalen Hurts' mega contract. Five years, $255 million dollars. million guaranteed, 110 million guaranteed at signing. He has the highest annual salary in the league now at $51 million a year. Is Jalen Hurts worth this extension? Yes, just because (laughs) the cap shifts and whoever's the next guy up gets the highest contract. So from that standpoint, yeah, he does. I mean, I don't think even... I don't even think like if you if you injected Jalen Hurts with truth serum or the Eagles front office with truth serum, you know, they don't think that he's the best quarterback in the league, but he's definitely up there. And so it's just just the the going rate. I do think it was smart and you know, get it in before Joe Burrow does his and some of these other guys that are coming up here soon. Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. I mean, th- those guys are both probably get more. I, I mean, they, they've kind of set the market here. Um, so I, I think they they did it right here. Um, and I'm sure this will be, you know, renegotiated multiple times for the next decade plus there with the Eagles. Probably. Yeah. Howie Roseman's very good with the salary cap. 
Uh, he has some other guy that apparently has been very instrumental that somebody else was, I saw it on Twitter. They're like, I'm really surprised this guy hasn't been hired away by another front office yet. Uh, I don't remember what his name is, but I know that I, you tweeted out uh, that I think was a Jalen Hurts. You've never been more wrong on a player than Jalen Hurts. Was that what it was? Something along those lines. Yeah, that's what I tweeted out, and that's yeah. probably true. I, I would I mean, agree I, with that. I've been well. wrong a lot, but I think that's probably the guy that I've been the yeah. wrongest on, most wrong yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, if we were we were both pretty low on him, um, and he has done nothing but play well since he's been there. Led him to a Super Bowl this year. So yeah, I agree. I think it was worth the extension. Like you said, whoever the the quarterback up is this offseason is going to be the highest paid player in the league. They just constantly reset the market here. But what does this impact on Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson still has yet to sign a deal. He negotiations have stalled by all accounts. Jalen Hurts doesn't get that fully guaranteed uh, deal. Yeah, I think this makes Lamar. And I think this actually makes Lamar look worse because he got offered a very, very similar contract and turned it down. Mm-hmm. Now I think this deal solidifies that nobody's getting a fully guaranteed deal anymore. That's not on the table for anybody. Um, and this is the highest that he's going to get. I don't, he's not going to go any higher than that. It's just impossible for him. So I think this is, I'm a, hopefully it's a wake up call for him. I mean, that, I, I don't want to see the guy sit out for a year because he's yeah. We, we've talked about this before. You know, he, he needs somebody there. Like this is what an agent is for. You can say, you know, the agent takes, you know, 5% or whatever it is. It's not that much. This is why you have one so that you don't end up in a situation where you're potentially costing yourself tens of millions of dollars. You'll gladly pay the, the whatever percent at that point. And he's just, I mean, there's no movement on that at all because he doesn't have somebody there negotiating for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he will ultimately, if he's smart, if he doesn't sit out, if he doesn't try to hold out for that fully guaranteed deal, I think he will ultimately get like five years, $260 million or $270 million, just a little bit more. And then a little bit more guaranteed, maybe like maybe 200 million guaranteed, even something along those lines. Maybe they're willing to do that, but He's he's got to come to realization here. I think I think this is going to, like you said, going to be a wake up call for him, and hopefully he and the Ravens can get something done with that front office uh, in this off season. I mean, if I'm the Ravens, every offer I send him subsequently is less than the one before. Yeah, but you're you're King Petty, so you're not you're not quite Petty Felix. But... They, they now know that what the market is. <laughs> They're not going to give him that much anymore because he's been dragging his feet like. That's what I would do. I would just keep offering him a little bit less every single time until he accepts it. What's he going to do? Sit out for the whole year and not make any money? Guess what? Yeah. We're going to be back in the same situation again the following year. Like, I mean, this it is what it is at this point. The players agreed to this so they mm-hmm. could, what, get a few fewer practices without pads? Like, I mean, it's just they consistently, the players, shoot themselves in the foot and then want to yeah. complain about the the deal they get at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I, – I mean, I think the they they took a step in the right direction by not allowing – Is it you can't be tagged more than twice, right? I think that's the rule, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that helps. But yeah, I mean they would just 
they would tag him again. That's all they would do because the Ravens. Well, don't if you don't play, if you don't play the year on a tag, it doesn't count toward a tag. Right. Right. So, and they the fines like are massive for not showing up anymore, which is actually, in my opinion, also, I think that part's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, other news: the Steelers, your Steelers, traded for Allen Robinson. They traded was a fifth round pick, I believe. It was like they swapped sevenths or something. Swap sevenths, something like that. Yeah. Oh, the the Falcons traded a fifth round pick for Jeff Akuda. That's yeah. I'm pretty sure they swapped sevenths okay. and made the Rams eat ten million of his salary to take him. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this a good move for the Steelers? And is this a good move for Allen Robinson? It literally has no impact on anybody ever. Next question. Wow. Okay. You weren't you used to be a big A-Rob guy. I mean, he hasn't done anything in years. They <laughs> just made the Rams eat $10 million to to f- swap seventh round picks for him. No, he's not going to go there and do anything. This is just so they don't have to take a wide receiver in the first four or five rounds of the draft. Because Calvin Austin was hurt all last year, and they don't have a ton really beyond them. Like there's not a lot of other guys there. So this is literally just like we don't have to draft the guy now. Is Kenny Pickett the best quarterback Allen Robinson has played with now? No. Okay. I was I was kidding just because we always say Allen Robinson hasn't played with a real quarterback, and the next quarterback he goes to is always the best one. So it was a joke. Just thank you thank you that's all i needed uh next tua admits he considered retirement but ultimately what made him decide not to retire amid all of the concussion issues that he had last year was that he wants his kid to see him play should he have maybe retired or is this a smart decision for him to come back yeah, I mean, I don't know that we're qualified to really give an opinion on should he have or not, but there were rumors at the time, so this just kind of cor- corroborates it, right? There, there were yeah. rumors that he was gonna not play anymore. I mean, if I'm the if I'm the Dolphins, has he gotten a, a new contract yet, like a big one? No, he would be the same as yeah. Burrow and Herbert. If you're the Dolphins, you can't give him a huge contract, right? No, you can't. No. There's no way you can do that at this juncture. Yeah, that's two. There you go. Tua, it will be the guy who in that cycle does not get, does not reset the market. He can't. Somebody might take a shot on him. The Dolphins might give him enough that he wants to stay there. But yeah, with, with retirement rumors and consideration and the injuries and the concussions, no, there's too much risk there. I don't understand how he always hits his head. Like, it's just really, really confusing to me how he is like the only guy that, every single time he falls down has like whiplash. They got it, got hit by a truck at 60 miles per hour. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there's like, seriously, some sort of exercises or something he can do. I mean, I just really don't, I, I honestly don't know. I know when Sidney Crosby had his like really bad concussion, I don't know. Was it 2012, something like that. I mean, it, it was almost a decade ago at this point, and he missed all those games. He, they found out that it was really like something to do with his neck, that or like his spine or, or something that basically was was messing him up. And it, like the concussion happened, but it, the the, the long standing effects. And they did like some strengthening stuff with his neck and some other and, and some other you know 
stuff. That's about as medical as I can get. <laughs> and he never really had issues with it again. So I'm just curious if they just need to make his neck bigger. Those things. I mean, I, I don't know. They just need to make his neck bigger. I guess he does. I he know. does look thicker. I and mean, if anybody yeah. saw that video of him. Yeah. I mean, and also maybe he needs to learn how to fall better. I mean, when I was in, when I was in middle school, my uh, soccer coach taught us how to fall correctly. So that way we didn't get hurt. And look so, at you now. Yeah. I never, I didn't get hurt. I missed one game in my entire sports career. And honestly, it was a game that uh, we were going to get smoked in anyway. And the next game mattered a little bit more. So, mm, you know, mm -hmm, I'm sure I had an e-brace on, but I'm, I missed two games ever. And they were both for really weird shit. I had a kidney infection in college. Like, oh, I don't like think staff. I knew that. They were like, what the fuck? Like, how did you get this? I was like, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Like, I wasn't even like, it wasn't even the crazy part of my college time. I don't, I don't know where I came from. And then the other time uh, I slept weird. This is a true hundred percent true story in high school. I slept weird. No. So I slept like on my side weird and I woke up and like, I know this is a, an audio format column that you can see this like i woke up the next morning and my shoulders were literally like this i was like <laughs> I, I couldn't move my head at all like my shoulders were so off like one was way higher than the other i was like what the fuck like, i couldn't move my head i like went downstairs and i was like do i look off to you and i was like we had it was like a sunday morning like, we were going to church and she's like what are you doing like, I, don't know. So I, I like had to miss a game because my shoulders were like this and i couldn't run like i was would have been like just even waddle it. Literally the only two games I ever missed. Those are definitely the really weirdest weird reasons injuries. I've heard. Yeah. Yes. Weirdest yes. reasons I've heard for anybody missing a game. Uh, if you have a weirder story out there for why you've missed a game in your sports or career, please let, let us, us know. know. Yes. Let us know. Uh, last injury or last uh, NFL news we have here: the 49ers have reportedly been receiving calls on Trey Lance. They haven't been. They haven't been making calls. They haven't, they haven't been calling people. According to them. They haven't been actively taking calls. People have just been calling them. They haven't said anything else about it, but they've been receiving phone calls about Trey Lance. Does this signal that Brock Purdy is going to be their long-term starter? I don't know that... I don't know that those two points are necessarily connected to each other. Like, why does it have to be Purdy? Was it Darnold? He could not be on the roster yet. I don't know. I mean, what did Brock Purdy do last year that was great? I mean, he was a rookie. I'm not expecting him to put the team on his back, but we literally all talked about this all year. Like, they just asked him to do the minimum amount. Like, I'm sure Becca's asked you to do with the wedding. Like, she's asking you to do, like, the minimum amount. And that's them yeah, with more Purdy or less. last year. So, yeah. More or less. And We're both Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant. So, I don't. I don't, I don't know that receiving calls on Lance means that Purdy's the long-term guy. Well, I mean, if they don't, if they do trade Lance, I don't think that they would draft somebody else highly. I think that they would just ride with Purdy. Or do I think disagree? it puts them in a situation where if somebody falls to you, you just take them. You know, Will Levis. That's about the only guy that would fall. Crazy thing. Do we think Justin Fields is going to fall to 15? I mean, That's weird stuff point. happens. And I'm not I'm not saying this year. I'm saying, you know, they have a couple years here now where conceivably 
you could just take the best player that's there, like truly, obviously accounting for team need a little bit, and be fine with it. I don't. I I'm not ready to call Lance a bust, but we've talked about this so much on all the shows this offseason. I'm already tired of this. Like I, 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 I don't think he's gonna. If he plays at all this year, I don't think he's gonna look like himself. It's a horrible injury to come back from in a year for a running yeah. quarterback. He's just not yeah. going to look like himself. So, I think anybody getting excited because you know Houston spends the trades their second first rounder or you know the the the, the Lions like I don't know that that's an exciting thing really in the long run. I think that's actually a sell window where you just dump them off to somebody. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, into the NFL draft predictions here. We'll start off with the quarterbacks. Um the first quarterback off the board the odds right now to be the first pick is Bryce Young at minus 1200, CJ Stroud plus 800, Anthony Richardson plus 2500, Will Levis plus 7500. Who do you think the first quarterback off the board is? Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing the books know something that we don't i know it's been sort of reported that bryce is the guy i always wonder because i am not especially like a you know like a futures or special props i don't don't really know exactly how you would refer to these types of bets i don't know like if the odds get that that skewed toward one quarterback do you just assume that he's going to be the guy and you eat the juice because it's it's pretty much guaranteed, or do you just put a little money on CJ Stroud because if he hits, it's you know a nice plus eight hundred hit. I honestly don't know strategically what's the best thing to do there. Like I would know more about like a single game prop than I would on a you know a future that doesn't really. I mean, what if the GM wakes up that morning and just changes his mind? I mean, we it, there's weird things that aren't account like you can't account for. Yeah, I, I'm not really like a props, future prop, whatever, specialist, whatever you want to call this either. But I wouldn't put any money on Young because that's like, if it doesn't happen, then then what? You know, um, you know, then you're out whatever you put in because you thought this was a sure thing. I would put something on CJ Stroud just in case, or I would just completely steer clear. But I think this does signal that it's going to be Bryce Young. And I think that it is, I, I do feel pretty confident it's going to be Bryce Young. I mean, you know, we, we know the stories about his size and all that stuff, but Kyler Murray went first overall too, you know? So I, I don't think that precludes teams from taking him. I don't think the NFL is as concerned with quarterback size when they're a prospect like this as what, the narratives in the media and the Twitter sphere like to say. Um, I'm not putting money on this either for the record. I uh, I can't bet the NFL draft in PA. Um, there are like yeah. six props on Bavada. They all suck and I'm not interested in any of them. So it's really unfortunate. I mean, you can't, you can't either. So no, I cannot. I'm also in PA. Sadly. Um, all right. Next one, which I think this one's a little bit more interesting. How many quarterbacks do you think go inside the top 10 picks? And just for a frame of reference, 
2018 was the only time in the last 70 years that four quarterbacks went in the top 10. And that was Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Four quarterbacks have been mocked there a lot. Do we think that happens? I am going to go out on a slight limb here and say that I still think it's only going to be two. Ooh. I think it'll be okay. two, and I think two will fall. I'm not going to predict here today which one it is, but I I, I think it will be not two, Bryce quarter, two quarterback, not Bryce Young. <laughs> and I think I, I think it'll be two. I think it'll be two. I think we're overestimating a little bit some of the willingness for some of these teams to trade up for a couple of these guys. I'm not sure that the NFL teams are going to view them that way. And I think there's other, I mean, I don't think, like, I don't think this is a bad draft at the top, contrary to what like a handful of people are, are saying. Like, I think they're still pretty good. There's no like star offense tackle, but there's a couple good ones. Edge is very strong. There's a couple pretty good corners. So I think, I think two in the top 10 is my, my prediction. Okay. Okay. I, I do think three will go in the top 10. I think they'll go one, two, four. Um, although it wouldn't surprise me since the Texans second pick, I believe is 12. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them be the one who waits. Uh, if they love young and he's not available, it wouldn't surprise me to see them wait, but I do think the Texans will take a first round quarterback here. So I think they're going to take one at two. I think Indy's going to take one at four. But then I don't think another one is going to go in the first round. The Falcons seem content to let Desmond Ritter see what they have there. The Raiders signed Jimmy G. I think they're content with him long term. I don't think the Lions take one. The, the next quarterback, the next team that I think would consider one is at 11. And that is Tennessee. So I think the 11 is the ceiling for the fourth quarterback. And the floor, I think, is probably Tampa Bay to like 18, 19. So I do think that the four will go in the first round. But I don't think four go in the top 10. But not five? No. I do not think five will go in the top 10. Five, I, think five, the I think I think the that I, so what made me realize that PA doesn't allow it is that over under bet that you have on here for quarterbacks in the first round. Mm -hmm. I saw the line was at four and a half and I was like, I want to put some money on the under, but uh, you can't last. Bavada does not have it and can't do anything about it. Well, that segues right into the next question. Very nicely. You're welcome. Over under is set at four and a half for the quarterbacks. The over is at plus one Oh two. The under is at minus minus one thirty eight. So you're saying you would take the under four and a half. I would take the under. Yeah. I would agree as well. Yeah, I don't. I know Hendon Hooker has been gaining some hype lately as a potential first round quarterback, but I don't think it's likely. I, I don't see that happening. He's old for a prospect. He comes from a non pro style offense, which was, you know, a little gimmicky. It was definitely designed to set him up for success, and he operated it very, very well. But he's going to have to transition into a little bit more of a pro style offense at the NFL level. And he is coming back off of that torn ACL. Now, reportedly, he is, you know, running in a straight line. He, he seems to be progressing well. But all three of those wrapped together, I don't think he's a first-round quarterback. I, I think the problem with him is that if he was 21 or 22, 
I think you'd be more willing to see if he can run a normal NFL offense. But we don't know today, and I'm not saying just because he hasn't that he can't or he'll never be able right. to, but it's just not a lot of time to figure that out. And so I think that ultimately is going to really end up working against him. But I think he's a better prospect than like Malik Willis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By, like, honestly, kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I feel like he is the type of guy who's going to go in like the early to mid second. You know, I could see one of those teams that passes on a quarterback at the top taking him and, you know, just saying, hey, let's see what we have here. I think worst case scenario, I think Hook Hendon Hooker has a nice floor of the type of quarterback who is going to be in the league for for a while, you know, even despite his a little bit more advanced age. I think he can be a, ba- a really solid backup. So I could see him taking him in the early second, middle second and just kind of hoping for the best there. The last quarterback question I have here, obviously the Panthers are going to take a quarterback at one, but what other teams do you think are going to draft a quarterback here? You already said you don't, you only think two go in the top 10. Who else do you think is going to take one? Yeah, I think Tampa's Tampa's the magic third team. And then uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a good guess on the fourth, but I think Tampa's the, the, the key other team here. Okay, that's it. Like, eight. I'm pretty sure it's like pick 19. They're 19. They might move up a couple spots or whatever. You can't. They still have their weapons for the most part. I know, you know, two years ago they had Gronk. They had a, a better Fournette. Those guys are gone, but they still have some pretty solid receivers and whatever they think of Rashad White. You can't go into a season with Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield as your quarterbacks. You just can't. I think we both know by now. I think we all know by now that Baker probably isn't a long-term guy in the NFL. And Trask is really bad. Trask is a really bad player. I was shocked that they took him in the second round. I bet there's probably some front offices that laughed at them when they did that too. Probably. Probably. He's, he's not good at all. So I, 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 I don't know that you can do that. I want to be an NFL insider, not because I want to break news, but because I want to know who – makes fun of who, who laughs at who, who is like the, the, the ones that like nobody likes. Like I want the gossipy stuff. I want to know that stuff. I don't care to break news. I'll keep that all to myself. I just want to know. Well, I feel like it's going to be hard to become an insider if you're not breaking any news, Colin, but you know, good luck to you. Maybe that's how I become an insider. Uh-huh. It's because I keep my mouth shut when they tell me something Wow. at the okay. bar at Mobile next year. I'm learning so much right now. I agree, though. I think Tampa is probably the floor for one. I already said I think Indy takes one at four. Um, so those are the teams that I think are going to take one. So we'll move into the wide receivers here. Uh, first wide receiver drafted. The odds are JSN at minus 250. Zay Flowers is second at plus 500. Jordan Addison at plus 700. Quentin Johnston plus 1,000. Jalen Hyatt plus 4,000. Josh Downs plus 10,000 and Keishon Bouti at plus 10,000. Who do we think the first wide receiver to get drafted is? Well, the numbers here tell me that Jackson Smith and Jigba is supposed to be there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's JSN. I think it's JSN. Um, I think the, the bigger question is going to be who's number two. 
Yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking too. I agree. JSN probably first. Does it surprise you that Flowers is listed as second with the second highest odds? A little bit, but I think so. I think the thing with Flowers is I I bet there's a two or three teams that really like him, and then I I would bet there's a a pretty fair amount that don't have him close to that high. I don't mean like fifth round or anything, but but aren't really in that running. Like I, it's been rumored the Patriots really like him. You know, they're not afraid to get a little weird in the first round if they That's like true. a guy. Uh, they took, uh, what, Cole Strange or whatever last year. Uh, is he related to Brenton? Not that I know of. Okay. I don't think so. Um, well, so just, because he's, just because he's, his last name's Strange. And they're both a little. You both, think he might be related? Strange, yeah. Yeah, is that right. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how many, how many people you know named Strange huh. besides Doctor? Huh. No, just asking. That's cool. Um, so I think that's a case of him being there, but I actually think it's probably more likely that one of the other guys goes first. I'm going to say it's JSN, then Addison and QJ. And then Zay Flowers goes in the top four or five picks of day two. That's going to be my my guess with those guys. Okay. I think Quentin Johnson's going to be the second wide receiver off the board just because he's really one of the only X receivers in this class. So I think a team is going to put maybe a little bit more of a premium on that. Uh, plus, you know, yeah, he ran a 4-5, but that's still really good for, was he 6'3", 200? So, yeah. I, well, I he's, he's, he weighed. And measured in less than everyone thought he was going to, too. He was not 6'3". He's 6'3". Yeah, he's 6'2". I don't, I don't remember what his weight was, but yeah, it was less than I think everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. Either way, though, I still he's got the X, uh, he's got the X ability there. He's he's athletic. I think a team's going to put a little bit more of a premium on that than Addison, um, who I, I like Addison more, but I just think the NFL is going to take him second. But I will know. I I do notice that you said you think Flowers will go. You know, in the couple first couple picks on day two, the over under for wide receivers set in the first round is at four and a half. The over is at plus three seventy. The under at minus six hundred. It seems like you're leaning towards the under. Is that Wait, right? That's really the line. Yeah, I got this off of VegasInsider.com because I couldn't see the props in PA on Fanduel or. Uh, I was wondering what book pulling from. I mean, that's there's no value there. You're not just nobody's going to bet that prop. <laughs> yeah, betting that. Yeah. No, unless, I, you, I unless again, you just think this is a free square with the the six hundred, and you're willing to just you know. I do think this is a free square. I don't think more than four, and I, I don't think more than four go in the first round. You see that guy that thought that Purdue and Farley Dickinson was a free square? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or uh, no, I think it was actually it was that no first that all first rounders win in the first round or whatever. Oh, one seed. Yeah, and yeah. They, uh, what I I did I didn't say it correctly, did I? But yeah, he said he and he he lost. Um, and people all agreed like the number was good, like what he did was smart. But so I guess this could be one of those situations. And obviously the odds are not quite as long here. You didn't answer the question though. Do you? Would you take? It's gonna the be under. under. It's okay. going to be under. Yeah. I, okay. I, let's I move think, it to three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half is where, or even put it at four. So there's a push. Like, I, like three and a half is the tough number. I would probably take the over on three and a half. Okay. I think it'll be four, maybe. 
Like if I if I was like putting money on it, I would say uh-huh. I would probably okay. bet four. So who's the who's the fourth one that you think then? Because you said JSN, Addison Johnston. You said Flowers probably goes in the first couple of picks know. on toss, day two. Toss some, ran, toss some random ass guy in there. I don't care if Rishi I'm just Rice? betting money on it. Four is the people is the is the. No, you just said toss I'm, a random guy I'm in there. So. Andre Yusovis. Yes. Okay, you heard it here first. Austin says Yusovis first rounder. Um, how many do you think go in the top 50? I mean, now we're, I, I think we both agree that four and a half is a ridiculously high line. Uh, what about the top 50 though? Cause you know, that's still pretty significant draft capital. I don't know that there's that many more that go early round two downs. I think is in that discussion. I don't know what the NFL thinks of Hyatt at all. Because he was a first-rounder on boards at the beginning of the offseason, and you really don't see him there all anymore. There was that anonymous scout story that came out last week where they were just like a bunch of them were ripping him, but you never really know whether to buy into those or not, and all it takes is one team. I think he falls outside of the top 50. Okay. Not by a lot, a lot, but I do think he does. Um, So I don't know what other guy would squeeze in there, but... I uh, think. Okay. So you don't think Bouti does? No, I think there's a 0% chance that Bouti goes in there. Okay. 0%. Okay. I'll throw out two more names here. Um, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims. I think Rasheed Rice is more likely to go day three than day two. Okay. Uh, Mims. I don't think the NFL, I, you, he does not go there in mocks. I just don't think the NFL, for whatever reason, loves him. Okay. I mean, he blew up the combine. Like, he ran way faster than I was expecting. Got a lot of production at Oklahoma for three years. I think crazier players have been taken top 50. Blew up the combine's a little bit of a stretch. If he blew up the combine, then about 80 guys a year blow up the combine. Let's, okay. let's take so it. He easy ran here. way faster than he thought. He ran, what, a 4 3? High 4 3. Yeah, it was like 4 3 8, I think, something like that. Did you expect him to run that? I didn't. I thought he'd be like a four four two guy, so it wasn't that far off of what I would have guessed okay. with him. So okay. I was thinking mid four four. He's four, fast. Five. I mean, I, that's yeah. never really been my question on him. Okay, fair enough. Uh, into the running backs, uh, I think this is a really interesting number here. How many running backs go in the first round? The over under is set at one and a half. Over is at plus three fifty. The under at minus five fifty. I think this is one where I I think it's fewer, but I would probably be willing to hit that number at plus 350 for the over. Put a couple bucks on it. Because I could see some team taking Gibbs as an offensive weapon. In their interview, you know what? Gibbs is actually an offensive weapon. He's not as much of a running back as he is just a guy that you could put him anywhere and he can do whatever you want. Like, did you did you get pre access to the, the better sports show that Felix and I recorded earlier today? Is that what you guys talked about? I almost verbatim said that's that. actually hilarious. Um, <laughs> almost verbatim that Gibbs is uh, an offensive weapon. Um, Felix was saying he thinks he goes in the first round. He, a couple teams he listed off were the Chargers at twenty-one, the Vikings, um, the um, the Chiefs. Uh, I think there was one other team that he mentioned, maybe. But that's really funny. Yeah, I Eagles. think that that's how they'll describe it. Like you know, he's not a running back. He's a he's a weapon. 
Yeah. And, and and Felix is like, yeah, you could do a lot with him. You can play him at running back. You can move him out to wide receiver. He can win as a receiver downfield. And I said, yeah, he's more of an OW, just an offensive weapon. So well, there we go. Great minds. You just just stole the narrative. Stole the narrative there. Yeah, I, I think that I think that one and a half number is really interesting. I would hit the over as well. I can I could see Gibbs going in the first round. Um, he's a little small, and we have heard that. For sure. I think he weighed in at what 189. Um, but I'm not overly concerned about it because I think you can deploy him in a variety of ways. I think he's an extremely versatile offensive weapon. Uh that a good offensive coordinator could do some really creative things with. So I could see a team falling in love with him and taking him in the first. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, where do you think Bijan goes? I what do you do you think Atlanta's a spot like a legitimate like that seems to be the trendy spot no, right not now, at, I don't see that no not that high I don't think is I don't that think just like you as a high. fan saying like you you're praying for that not to happen or like you like um, is this something the front office would do I wouldn't be upset if he was taken there I because he's he's really good um, he's the type of player you could just build your offense around while you wait for your quarterback to kind of figure it out. Um, so I wouldn't hate it, but I just, that doesn't seem to be the MO of the Falcons front office. They seem to be a little bit more, um, they seem to be a little cheaper. They've been signing a lot of bargain basement guys like this year, a lot of like cheaper options. So I think that they are going to put a value on the defensive side of the ball this year. So I don't think that's a realistic spot. Fair enough. Fair enough. I that's the that's been the trendy one. I don't Buffalo's popular. I could see a team just no one really thinks of doing it. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Cowboys, I could see that. Well, that's believable though. Yeah. I'm talking some real weird stuff. Okay. Real weird. Steelers. <laughs> God, that would be weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah, I could see, I could see a couple of the different teams taking him there, but I, I, I don't think he goes in the top fifteen. I think he's much more likely to go in the late teens, early twenties, than in the top half of the draft. I don't even know. I could see him going like eighth. I don't know who picks eighth, and I'm like, uh, you know, I, I could see him going top twelve. And Mel Kuyper would talk about how he's the best player in the draft anyway, so it doesn't matter. So this running back class, I think, is very deep. Um, there's a lot of guys that that I think we like in this class. So with the way the NFL has kind of been trending, uh, there haven't been quite as many that go in the first round, as many running backs go in the first round lately. So I think top 50 is a little bit more of a, of a better measure of that. I mean, even, even in the year with um, – the, that great running back class that with, with prospects wise that we liked with Jonathan Taylor and Cam Akers and JK Dobbins and DeAndre Swift. CEH was the only one that went in the first round, but the others did go early in the second. So how many running backs do you think this year go in the top 50? Two. Just two. Two. I don't think any other ones go there. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't even really think of a lot of scenarios when another guy would go there. No, okay. I think it's just two. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I could see 
another one. I think I, I think I see another one going in the top there. I, you know, Charbonnet, I think is going to be on the borderline there. And then I, I mean, I could just see an NFL front office just really falling in love with Devin Achain, although he didn't run quite as fast as we thought. So wouldn't shock me if he went top 50, but I think he'll go late a little bit later in the second round. So I'm going to say three. I think three go in the top 50. Uh, last position we have here is the tight ends. The first tight end drafted. We have Michael Mayer at minus 175. Dalton Kincaid plus 140. Uh, Darnell Washington plus 1600. Luke Musgrave plus 6000. Uh, which t- tight end do you think is the first one off the board? I don't think it's going to be Kincaid. I think his back. I, I, I think his back injury were were approaching like we should all be concerned territory. The fact that he hasn't been able to do anything in months, that he's had some doctor like calling around telling teams that he's actually good. Like it's all it's all it's all actually good. <laughs> Don't um, worry, it's fine. So I actually think there's like a, a not a great chance that Kincaid even goes day one. I, I think he falls. Um, so I think Mayor is the first one to go. And I think those odds actually aren't that bad if you can find them somewhere. Minus one seventy five. Yeah, I think Mayer is going to be the first one off the board. The I agree with you that it's not going to be Kincaid. I could see a team falling in love with Darnell Washington as his size and his speed. I don't think it's a good idea because I think he's very much a linear athlete. I think he has no almost no lateral agility at all. And I don't think he's a particularly good receiver. So you would be taking a blocking tight end, basically. But... I could see a team falling in love with with Washington. So it wouldn't shock me. If I was putting money on this, I would put it on Washington at plus 1,600 because I think that's the best value. Interesting. Um, there are the over-under for tight ends in the first round is set at two and a half. The over is actually at plus 102. The under at minus 138. So that's not too far off. Which way are you lean in on this one? Over or under two and a half in the first round? I think the under is a smash here. I would I'd agree. be sh- I'd be shocked if we get two. This is one I bet you don't even sweat. The other thing you had to consider about this this year, which is a weird thing, it's only thirty one first round draft picks. Like there is, yeah, one fewer pick for some of these fringy positions if you're making some of these bets. So That's true. I think that one fewer pick, like it sounds stupid. But I, I mean, just if you're if you're playing odds on some of these things, I, I, I don't know how you wouldn't be taking that in consideration. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I would I would smash the under on this, and you know, I referenced the Better Sports Show. Um, you know, head over to the Better Sports YouTube page and the Better Sports app. Check out our show over there. But I, my prediction on the show was that there were zero tight ends in the first round. I don't think any of them go in the first round. I think Mayer is the best overall tight end. I think he's very much in that Zach Ertz mold. I like Mayer a lot. But the tight ends that have gone in the first round more recently mm-hmm. have all been higher-end athletes. They've all been these like borderline elite athletes, like Kyle Pitts. Um, we saw Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, going back to Evan Ingram, OJ Howard, David Njoku. Those are the tight ends that tend to go in the first round nowadays. And Michael Mayer just doesn't have that level of athleticism. He's not a bad athlete. I think he's a solid athlete. 
but he's not that high end level of an athlete. So I don't think he's going to go in the first round. Don't know. Washington has that speed, but I don't think he is that level of an athlete either. Despite what his RAS score might say, um, Dalton Kincaid, I think when healthy is that level of athlete, but he's also small. He doesn't block particularly well. So I don't think he fits the first round mold either. So I don't think any are going to go in the first round this year. Fair enough. All right. And then the last question, and we'll get you out of here. Thank you. Uh, By the way, for anybody listening to this, Colin made me stay up super late to record this again. So that's not my fault. Um, How many tight ends will truly be fantasy relevant from this class? I know we're talking about this being a pretty good tight end class. How many do you like long-term fantasy-wise? I I don't know, man. It's tight end. <laughs> like <laughs> me trying not to get grumpy with Colin. I, I really don't know. I it like could to be push one, it. it could be six. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I I see Mayor being long term fantasy relevant. I think he's gonna hover around like tight end five to eight probably depending on landing spot. I mean, maybe he gets a little bit higher if he gets in a really good situation, but I think five tight end, like five to eight long-term for mayor. That's where I see him. Kincaid question about the back injuries. Darnell Washington, I think is going to be a better NFL player than a fantasy player. Luke Musgrave is very interesting, but he's had some injuries as well. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit more landing spot dependent. Tucker craft is the wild card here. Um, and then there's a couple other guys that are, you know, I don't want to call them wild cards, but they're like long shots. Uh, you know, your, your Sam Laporta's um, your, I, I don't think Zach Koontz is, but I think Zach Koontz will get drafted. Um, you know, guys like that, maybe even Payne Durham thrown in there, maybe Brenton strange or Will Mallory. Some of those other guys that are intriguing, but I don't think, I, I think it's really going to be, I'm going to say three. You, you want to hear probably the realist answer. It's one. There probably won't be more than one. There. That's fair. That's fair. Tight end is very weird, though, like you were saying before. But I'm going to say three. And Austin says one. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, Like I said, at the top of the show, be sure to pre-order the Debbie Guide. That's going to drop on May 1st. If you want more NFL draft coverage, check out all of the daily draft reports that have been dropping. Uh, At this point, pretty much all the prospects have been talked about. If there's a prospect, you want to hear what their profile is, go check out our feed. Search the feed, type in the little search bar, find the prospect, and there's going to be like a 15-minute breakdown of that player's profile. So definitely go check out the daily draft report there. We are going to be live for the draft on Thursday. Uh, so we, you know, to check out the YouTube page there, come join us. We're going to break down the first round of the NFL draft as it happens. Uh, but until then I'm Colin and this is Austin and have a good one.